Do you remember last week's episode, the one in which I tore to shreds the first paragraph of a Wikipedia article about F5's food protein-induced enterocolitis syndrome? I discussed how Wikipedia can be edited by almost anyone at any time. Thus, the information found in Wikipedia may not always be completely accurate. In fact, Wikipedia even writes about self and its own website. Wikipedia is not a reliable source. I didn't realize how true this was until the information about F-Pies was so deadly wrong. Anyway, in that episode entitled Dr. Internet and Misinformation Part 1, I discussed how some online websites might provide better, more accurate information than others. Again, there are no guarantees. I listed some of these websites and how you could find them. This week, I want to tackle the what now. When it comes to medical conditions like feeding challenges or food allergies, are you all good? Is knowing that information enough? Why or why not? I'm Dr. Evka. I'm a physician and a mom to a young child who fed reluctantly. I remember feeling so scared and so alone as it was hard for me to find the answers to my child's feeding difficulties and to improve the feeding. Fast forward past many doctor's visits, lots of reading, multiple certifications on various aspects of feeding, and many feeding therapy sessions with me as the mom. You will see a mom and a child that has come a long way in the feeding department. Life feels so much less scary. I have so much powerful knowledge regarding early childhood feeding. Feeding has become easier, and I have more of my life back. I created this Feeding Made Easy podcast as I want you to have actionable, simple step-by-step strategies so that you don't have to feel as scared or as alone as I once did. If you have some questions about nutrition and picky eating, If you have a young child with lots of symptoms, but no good solutions regarding why feeding seems more difficult than you would expect. If you have a diagnosis but do not know where to get more good, actionable, step-by-step information, you're in the right place. Let's get learning. Just remember that this material is for educational purposes only. I'm not your doctor. If you or your child have specific medical concerns, please see your doctor. Okay, let's say that hypothetically you have read tons of research papers about specific medical diagnosis. You've gone to various websites that you believe are factually accurate and have compiled a list of research articles, some of which disagree with each other in certain ways. You have read like there's no tomorrow. Now what? Are you good when it comes to your child's diagnosis? Let's say this another way. You now have some idea of where you can get your medical information. This is not a fail-proof formula as I can't predict which website you will wind up reading and what you will find. That information was given to you in part of one this episode. Plus, even if you had all of the most accurate information in the world, which is probably hard to find, you would still run into a problem. Even if you look at information from lots and lots of reliable sources, Having that information doesn't necessarily mean that the information you have gathered will translate into insight. What do I mean by insight? There are multiple ways to look at the word insight. In a dictionary, insight is a deep understanding. It is being able to understand the inner nature of things in a more profound way. Even if you read multiple articles about a specific condition, you often are able to see that condition only from the information that you gathered from those articles as well as perhaps some kind of personal experience. That information may not be fully representative of what's going on with the medical condition. 
most people, when they read articles, put their own spin on what they have read based upon their own lives, what they have seen and experienced personally. You can have two people who see the same information in front of them but come to completely different conclusions. There are multiple different potential interpretations of the same information. You can have different interpretations of facts. Let me give you an example of that. So you have a sense of what I'm talking about. Let's talk about in terms of the story that recently happened to one of my friends who was driving. My friend was driving along the same road that she drives regularly. She was obeying the speed limit. Her license and registration were all valid and not expired. All the lights in her car were working properly while she drove. She looked at other drivers around her. She knows that the driver in front of her was smoking heavily in the car and had a similar looking car to hers. She did not think much of it. She knew the ill effects of smoking and was not a smoker, but she wasn't about to tell a perfect stranger who was driving to stop smoking. My friend continued to drive. All of a sudden, a police car in back of her signaled her to pull over. She complied but had no idea why the police officer would ask her to do that. The police officer got out of the car. She asked the police officer, what's going on? She wasn't aware of having committed any traffic offenses. The police officer then told her, I saw you toss a cigarette out of your car and onto the road. You should not be throwing lit cigarettes out of the car. My friend looked at him quizzically as she had never smoked in her life. She asked the police officer, what are you talking about? The police officer had seen lit cigarettes being thrown out of a car and assumed that she was the one throwing them. In reality, it was the similar-looking car in front of her that was doing that, but she got blamed. The police officer was adamant she must have been smoking because he saw the lit cigarettes being thrown out of the car, and he was certain the car was hers. He did not realize that another car, just like hers, was driving in front of her. While well, my friend was upset that the police officer was accusing her of something that she'd not do, the police officer wondered why she continued to lie to him. He finally believed her when he searched her entire car and found no evidence of any cigarette smoke or any cigarettes. There's no denying that a cigarette was tossed out of the car by a driver. However, to the officer, it appeared that she had tossed it out. In reality, the driver in front of my friend had tossed out the cigarette. Two people, the police officer and my friend, were in close vicinity of each other, but each experienced a very different event. I use this story to illustrate how you can have the same situation and come to two different conclusions depending upon a whole bunch of other variables. When people look at information, they usually see it through their own lenses. Even with all the information that we have been given, we might not understand the truth. The police officer was convinced that my friend had thrown the burning cigarette out of her car window because that is what he thought he saw. However, it wasn't really what happened. What he saw was not the truth. Sorry to be using the example of the police officer. I think most police officers can be wonderful people, but I wanted to share this story to illustrate a point. So much of the information that we get is interpreted by us or our senses in some way, and we come to conclusions that may differ from the conclusions drawn by another person who witnessed the same event. We can extrapolate this kind of thought pattern to medical conditions. When it comes to a condition like food allergies or feeding concerns, the family member, the person with a food allergy, and the doctor may all see the same condition in different ways. They come to it from different perspectives. Who has the most complete picture? None of them truly do. 
Well, the doctor may know the ins and outs of the medical condition from a symptomatic, diagnostic, and treatment standpoint. The doctor might not know the ins and outs of living with the medical condition. The patient and his or her family do. What's another way to get the most complete picture? Put different viewpoints together. The patient and his or her family, especially if the patient is a child, should discuss their day-to-day experiences with a doctor. Even if the patient or family gets all kinds of book knowledge about a specific topic that they have lived day in and day out, they still have a different perspective of it than the healthcare provider. The health, this is the healthcare provider that has seen many, many, many different patients with the same condition. I like the idea of the melding of minds where the doctor learns from the patient and the patient learns from the doctor. Each perspective can complement the other. While getting all this information is really good, it's good to discuss it with someone else who can have a different perspective. If you're a person who is experiencing food allergies or the difficulty with feeding, for instance, then you may want to talk to a doctor as well. They have a different perspective that can complement your own. That being said, using the internet to get information is not bad because people who educate themselves on health topics using the internet may be more likely to get better at treatment. They may come to the medical visit with a better sense of which questions to ask or how to respond. They may be more likely to know when to seek medical care. They may be more likely to know to go to the hospital when they need it most. My friend George definitely was glad that he looked up his medical conditions on the internet. Recently, George was having a normal day. He had just had dinner at a local restaurant, which he frequently visited. He decided to try something different on the menu, but did not think much of it. He had eaten at that same restaurant plenty of times before, and he always felt fine. Anyway, about 30 minutes after eating his meal, George developed difficulty breathing, a feeling of lightheadedness, and round welts on his skin that uh, were swollen and itched intensely. George had never felt that way before. What was he to do? He wasn't sure what his symptoms meant and whether they would go away on their own or whether he truly needed medical care right away. Since George wasn't sure, he used an online image search to identify his rash and it looked most like hives. Then he did an internet search on his symptoms and they started to sound a little bit like anaphylaxis. He read that this could be a medical emergency, so he decided to call 911. He told them that he thought he was having a severe allergic response or a severe allergic reaction. Within moments, the paramedics arrived by his side and were able to administer the potentially life-saving medicine called epinephrine. It's a medication that acts on the whole body to help shut down the allergic response. It constricts blood vessels, increases blood pressure, decreases swelling, allows for easier breathing, and so on. I'm so glad that George asked for help because waiting in his scenario may have resulted in more harm. However, he did not know that he needed to ask for help until he did an online search of his symptoms. I think that having internet access is a good idea, but ultimately we also need to realize that internet searches by themselves may not be the most reliable source for medical care. What we gather in online searches may not be representative of everything that we need to know in order to be able to diagnose ourselves correctly. We also need to talk to medical professionals who have intense training about medical conditions. It's not a good idea to use the internet instead of talking to them. However, doing both things in tangent 
especially now in the age of technology, may have some benefits as we are able to learn more about our own conditions. We're better able to then assist the medical professionals who are able to help us. We need to trust the medical professionals as well because even though we have access to all this information, most people don't have that insight to be able to make great sense of it. Go ahead, use the internet, but also write down your questions and the information that you learned. Then call your doctor and talk through this information and piece it together in a more cohesive way. This may require an office visit. All right. Now go get your free items at allergyhandbook.com. Also, please tell me if you would like to be on my podcast, if you'd like me to be on yours. Just let me know in the work with me section of the Feeding Handbook website. would love to have your input. Just so you know, if you want the free DAB, and this time is a surprise, you want to go to the episode marked Doctor, Internet, and Misinformation Part 2, and you want to scroll all the way to the bottom of that page on the website of AllergyHandbook.com. That's where you'll see the freebie. If you want to subscribe to my weekly podcast and get notifications when they will come out, also let me know. Again, on the Feeding Handbook website under the Work With Me section, I think in future podcasts, we'll probably not make this available anymore. We'll find another way to do it. But for right now, that's your work. Thank you for spending another moment with me. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'll see you next week. I'll be here. And I'm looking forward to your next interaction. This is Dr. Evka and the Feeding Made Easy Podcast.